Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Lamar. And on this episode, I'm talking about someone everybody loves. Harrison Ford, alias Han Solo, alias Indiana Jones. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. What are you talking about? I am talking to you. That's just what I was talking about. It's Talking Lamar. You know, although we see Harrison Ford and we've been watching him for years, I started doing a little bit of research, and of course, he is an interesting guy. I mean, he really, mm-hmm. really is. Although right. he was doing bit parts in movies and TV since 1967, it was nothing really solid until 1973 when he was in American Graffiti, which was directed by George Lucas. And the big break was in 1977, also with Lucas for Star Wars, uh, A New Hope. Before that, Harrison Ford was a carpenter, and not only was he a carpenter, he still does carpentry as a hobby today, and he had no formal training. He rented a book from the library. Y'all remember that, written books from the library? He got a book, and he studied the book, and he had this old empty house he could work on, and he worked on it until he thought he was good enough to charge for his work. So before he got into acting full time, he was the most sought after carpenter in Los Angeles. No. Yes. And and he built the white ranch house that he lives in today. And and he did he not only did like uh remodeling and stuff like that, he built furniture. Don't you know somebody owns a piece of furniture? <laughs> I mean, is that not cool? That is very Built cool. Built by Harrison yeah. Ford. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and he was originally brought in by George Lucas to feed lines to other actors auditioning for the Star Wars episode. And he wasn't allowed to audition because Lucas wanted new faces and all this kind of stuff. But while he's reading the lines, evidently he was pitching himself to Lucas and he finally, you know, got the role. Um, wow. But. Wow. One of the other one of the other things I thought was was cool. Neither of his two most famous roles, Han Solo or Indiana Jones, were offered to him first. Tom Selleck was the first choice to play Indiana Jones, and he had some issues with his Magnum PI contract and whatever. Now I could sort of see him. I could see Tom Selleck being Indiana Jones, not the same as what we've seen, but I could see him. But Christopher Walken was the first choice to play Han Solo. Also, how Al Pacino turned it down. I can't see either one of those two. 
I can't as either. Han Solo. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just I don't think that would have worked. Uh, you know, the and, thing the uh, thing about uh, it's interesting about Tom Selleck. Visually, I can see Tom Selleck in that role, but to be honest with you, there's a certain snarkiness that yes. Harrison Ford can bring to a role, whether it's Han yeah. Solo or Indiana Jones. And I don't see that naturally coming from Tom Selleck. Do you? <sighs> no. He's too warm. There's yeah. too yeah, much warmth exactly. to Tom Selleck. Yeah. Exactly. But, because you don't think, when you look at Harrison Ford, warmth is not the first thing that comes to your mind. I mean, no, he's a little no. grumpy. I mean, he's a wise guy. He's, yeah. I mean, as, as the young Han Solo, he was a wise guy. He's out there, you know, with this job as a transporter of, of uh, material kind of on the edge of legality. Well, he, had, he had a, he had a reputation. Like he was a scallywag yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Do you remember exactly. the scene when they were going to put him in the, uh, when it, Carbonite, into, carbonite. Yeah, the carbonite, and it's a real tender moment because uh, Princess Leia is professing her love to him, and he was supposed to say, "I love you too," but she said, "I love you," and he looked at her and goes, "I know." <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I know. It it comes out of left field, and it's so Han Solo, and it's so perfect. It, it's funny how some actors just because of just their um, makeup don't have a certain thing that the public needs from the role. I'll give you an example. Let's, I, let's, I, I tell you what, why don't you give the example? Okay. We have to take a break. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Right back with Talking Lamar. Stay right there. We are back with Talking Lamar. Nice to have everybody with us here. We were uh, just saying that Tom, I didn't know this, that Tom Selleck, according to Lamar's research, was uh, considered for the Indiana Jones part. And we both agree that there is something that was necessary that was a bit snarky in that character that Tom Selleck really uh, doesn't seem to have. He, he just seems like too nice a guy. You know another guy who I think fell into that? Now, he, he got the role and did multiple versions of it. Roger Moore as James Bond. When, when you went from Sean Connery, who looked like a man who would be okay as a professional killer and then handed it over to Roger Moore, who looked more like a charming man. You wouldn't mind, you know, your daughter dating for a while because he's handsome and seems to have a nice uh, attitude toward life. I never yeah. thought that Roger Moore really was good for that role because the 007 character is a guy who is trained to murder. Um, he's a killer. Who, he's yeah, a professional exactly. killer. Again. Yeah. Exactly. There's warmth to Roger Moore. Like you feel exactly. like, yeah, Roger Moore had a license to kill, but you feel like you might could talk him out of it, right? Whereas yeah. you had no <laughs> chance with Daniel None. Craig or Sean Connery or even Pierce right. Brosnan. I no, mean, there's true, there's a true. scene in, in Dr. No, if you've ever seen the original James Bond, where he knows that an assassin is coming to this uh, sort of uh, hut somewhere in a tropical area. And he knows he's coming, and he sits there behind the door in a chair, smoking a cigarette, just waiting on the assassin. Yes. The assassin yes. comes in and sees there, 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 there's a body in the, the bed. Pillows. He shoots he the pillows. He shoots the pillows, and then and he unloads the gun. And, Con and James Bond, Connery, is counting the number of shots. 
And then he has the guy put the gun once he says, hello, I'm here. And the guy puts the gun down on the bed and he, he keeps looking at it. And then he lunges for it. And Connery knows it's got no bullets. The guy pulls it and he identifies the kind of gun that one uh, only has five shots. And you've had your five. And at that moment, he shoots the guy and kills the guy without a second of remorse. Yeah, he was made for that. He really was. You know, Harrison, was. Harrison Ford also improvised another scene in the original uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. Do you know when? You know when um, a little musical accompaniment that's not I, coming. I don't know. That's I, not I, coming from really, me. I'm, I'm, I'm playing I'm Mario really sure here. What is from. that? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. Where did that come? From? I, I thought to idea. myself. I thought to myself, oh, Max is throwing a little production value. No, no, this no. Is, what an unusual no, there, choice. There's this a, there's a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't have the James Bond it's, feel to no, it. No, it didn't. Or the Indiana Jones. It didn't. Let me speak in defense. Let me speak in defense of Max very often because, you know, he does a lot of soundscaping for true weird stuff. He does counterpoint sort of things like, oh, we're talking about it's being assassinated and we're going to play the fun playground music. Like sometimes he does that. That's Uh, why I thought it was Max. uh, Harrison Ford also improvised something else. that's in the original Indiana Jones movie. And if you ever watch it. Make sure that the scene where the guy comes at him with the great big wait, saber. Wait, wait, stop, stop. I got to talk about this. I got to talk about oh, this. Okay, okay. I didn't know. Go but ahead. It is so cool that you brought that up. It is so, so, so cool because for me, the greatest moment in the Raiders of the Lost Ark and among the top in all movies that I've ever seen is the sword fight that Max is talking about. And everybody has seen it. But here's the deal. It was supposed to be this long, drawn-out fight with the sword against the bullwhip, and it was going to go on forever, you know, bullwhip, sword, sword, bullwhip. But when it came time to shoot the scene, Harrison Ford was sick with the dysentery, okay? So he just was not up for the fight. So he asked Spielberg if they could shorten the scene. And Spielberg was sort of being smart. He goes, well, the only way to shorten it would be just to pull out the gun and shoot the guy. And so they started the scene. Nobody in the uh, the crew knew anything about it. And when he when the guy does all the sword play and looks at him and he pulls the gun out and shoots him, the whole place just erupted because it was so shocking and so unexpected. And they kept it. Well, that is literally so, bringing a gun to a knife uh, to a knife fight. So <laughs> watch the scene. Watch the scene, and you'll see the people around him are all laughing when he brings out the gun. Oh, yeah. is that right? <laughs> you know, yeah. there's a t- in the new in the new Indiana Jones. I'm not going to say anything, but there's a tip of the hat to that scene. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, remember yeah, that there part is. of the there movie? Is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there is. But I, I got to tell you, I have watched that scene so many because t- it's just. Hilarious. I mean, it is it actually is. hilarious, and it, it is so, so, so good. And here's another thing, and people probably know this, but he's a private pilot, and he's licensed to fly like single-engine, fixed-wing planes and helicopters. And right. he regularly flies his plane between Wyoming, where he lives, and he's got a loft in New York City, and he flies back and forth. But back in 2000, there was a hitchhiker stranded in the mountains of Idaho, 
And so he offered to join the search and he got in his helicopter. And so he finds where this, uh, her name was Sarah George and she was stranded in his place. He flew the helicopter into the meadow and he picked the woman up. And the girl, you got to figure, she was sort of, you know, she'd been there for a while and she was, you know, weak and delirious. And she looks up and she sees his flying helicopter. You know, that had to be an unreal moment. I mean, totally. And that's pretty exciting. But then about a year later, there's a lost Boy Scout. This guy was 13 years old. His name was Cody. And he went missing for 18 hours near Yellowstone. And he had to sleep in a cave overnight because the weather was so bad. And he said, he said it was raining and sleeting. And he said it was pretty scary. But the next morning, he because he's a Boy Scout, he used his belt buckle to signal planes and helicopters overhead. And he said, I started looking for an open place that I could signal them. And I used my belt buckle and they saw it and it landed. And he said, when he finally got the pilot's attention, it just so happened to be Ford. And when he landed, he said, good morning. And the kid said, I recognized his voice because he said it just like he did in Star Wars. No, <laughs> and, he, and he asked the kid, he said, how you doing? He said, you certainly should have earned a merit badge for this. And he flew him out. I mean, what a, so, what a no, guy. No, no, let me get this straight, though. The kid actually got Harrison Ford's attention by flashing the buck better, uh, belt buckle. One belt of the buckle, one of the people tell you when you go out, sun. when you go out hiking, you should either yeah. have a small mirror or something that's stainless steel so you can yeah. reflect. So that the and, and he had yeah. it because once again he was a Boy Scout, and I mean, oh my gosh, that's just that's that was a great amazing. story. Yeah, I mean, a what a story. guy! What a guy! Yeah, he's a uh, man's man, as they used yeah. to say. You're right. But you know, now here's the deal. What do y'all think is his number one movie as far as critically acclaimed movie? Oh, oh wow. Out of all the uh, films he's made? Yep. Uh, um, Witness? I was going to say no. Witness, but... Witness is up there, but the number Blade one... Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Nope. Nope. They're, all of those are up there, but the number one is a fugitive. It's got to be the fugitive. Oh, I was going to say yeah. the, the fugitive. It's got to be. If, if it's not Blade what? Runner, it's got to be the fugitive. Now, yeah. Here's what's funny about the fugitive. Uh, you never see Harrison Ford wearing a beard or a mustache. He doesn't use any facial hair. He's always got that stubble, though. You know how he's always got that yeah, three-day-old yeah, yeah. whatever stubble? But right. he always wanted to grow one. And every time he talked about it, the chairman of Warner Brothers would shoot it down and say, no, no, you, you know, you, you got to stay like you are. And so one of the reasons he took the Richard Kimball role in the, in the fugitive was they told him that for part of the movie, he would have to grow a full bushy beard. And that's one reason that he took it because it was his his opportunity to grow the beard. And it turns out to be the best movie that he's critically acclaimed for. It's not the, it's the highest rated. Of course, he's known for the, you know, Raiders and, and Star Wars, but yeah. uh, the you know what, you know what line, rate. you know what line I remember from that movie for some reason, because I didn't expect it. You know, the train wreck, he's on a yes. train and the train wrecks has all these prisoners. They're being transported. So now's the chance to get the hell out and prove that you're an innocent man. And he jumps out and he's in the water and Tommy Lee Jones who yes. plays just brilliantly plays the U.S. Marshal, who has one thing on his mind: doing his job, and doing his job is getting escaped 
prisoners, especially this one. And they're they're just about to grab him. But, uh, you know, he's going to get away and he's about to make a leap. And he turns and looks at the U.S. Marshal Tommy Lee Jones. And he said, I want you to know I didn't kill my wife. And Tommy Lee Jones looks at him and says, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. My job is to get you. What it is, is my job is to get you. Yeah, he was great in that. He was absolutely great in that. You know, he has never won an Oscar. He's only had one nomination, and that was for Witness. Yeah. And, you know, Witness was a great movie. When When I had the video store and somebody would come in and they would be looking for a good drama, and I would ask him the questions, and I, I would say, have you seen Witness? And they would say, well, that's an old movie. I, I said, that's not what I asked. Have you seen it? You take it home, watch it. Nobody ever took that movie home and came back and said, uh, it was it's, it's just a great movie. And if, for the people that may not have seen it, it was about an eight-year-old Amish boy who had witnessed the murder of an undercover cop. And so people and people start trying to kill Ford because he's the detective investigating the case and they start trying to kill him. So he hides out in the Amish community and he winds up falling in love with the boy's mother, who's played by Kelly McGillis. And one of the interesting things about that movie is no actual Amish people were in the movie because they don't like to get their picture taken. That was a huge break for the Midianites because the Midianites are like watered down Amish and they don't mind getting their picture taken. <laughs> and so they're like Amish light. You know what I'm saying? So they played the This extra. is my favorite thing you've ever said. I'm just <laughs> making notes. The Mennonites, hang on, hang on. The Mennonites are watered down Amish and love that, getting It depends. There are taken. some there are some Mennonites who are very strict and others who are less strict. So, I mean, they're not all 100% the same. Well, so, but they're not so Amish don't, either. Don't just, Everybody, uh, they, can, yes, they I, confuse I, the Mennonites. Listen, I, just, I, used to be a, I used to be a Lutheran, and, and they confused us with Catholics. We're watered-down Catholics. Lutherans were watered-down Catholics is the way I looked at that. I, I'm guessing I mean, that no Amish are going to be listening to this, so we'll no, probably be okay. But no, they, I yes. just thought I'd point that out. Also, think about this. Not many movies are made about the Amish because they're against electricity. That means ticket sales are really slow in their community. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You're, that's just that's just you're not going to sell much tickets. So that's that's. But what a great adding, movie! Adding a second note: <laughs> Amish are against electricity and don't go to the movies. <laughs> hey, you know what the Amish did do though during the movie? Some of them would rent out their buggies and their horses. For the movie, but they would have to do it after sundown so n- the elders would not see them making a deal for it. Hmm. So oh, they're against electricity, not so much against dollars. Okay, dollars, no problem. Okay, dollars, no problem. Well, it just shows you that in every community, there's strata, you know, of <laughs> belief. There are people that are super locked down in the doctrine and others that are waiting till dark to make a few bucks on a buggy. Just there, there you go. Nature. Yeah. All right. Here's another thing I found about Harrison Ford. You know, he's a huge environmentalist so much. So there, 
is a species of ant named after him and a spider. The, uh, the ant is called the Philodol Harrison 40, and a spider is called Calpornia Harrison 40. I, you know, that's really cool and all, but deal, I hate a spider. I mean, I absolutely, I'm sorry, I hate a spider. So if they named one after me, I think they would call it the Arachnid Lamari Stompy the SOB. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because I hate, I hate, I hate it. I mean, I, I, I just can't I didn't know do that it. about you. I didn't know that you I know can't, anything I'm about I'm terrified spiders. of spiders. Terrified. Oh, my God. You have arachnophobia. Whoever knew it? I just, I wow. can't, you know, it's, it, 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 that, that tears me up. That tears me up, so... Well, but, the Amish are now going, well, get thee out of mine barn, Lamar, because <laughs> they don't use commercial exterminators, okay? Hey, all right, all right. One more thing about him making the witness. That was one of his favorite movies because when they had scenes where they were building the barns and stuff, he actually, because he's a carpenter, so he was he helped them build the barns, and he enjoyed doing it. It was like he, he got the best of both worlds at that time. So, well, since he learned out of you know, a book, I, I bet he kept on going. That's not how they do it in the book. That's not how <laughs> they do it in the book. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Harrison Ford has not gotten his proper's from the Hollywood establishment. No, I mean he's brought. No. First of all, he is a really terrific actor. He's brought people countless hours of enjoyment in movie theaters, and Witness, Blade Runner. These are that, but they're. These are classics that stand the test of time. He was amazing yeah. as Deckard in Blade Runner. Yeah, it's not like he's just Indiana Jones or he's just Han Solo. He's a lot. And his box office over his career has been over $10 billion box office. That's a lot of money. $10 yeah, billion. Can the man have some kind of statue? of? Something? I wonder, we'd have to check, but I wonder if he's won any SAG Awards or Golden Globes. Or is he like... Like one of these performers, like Susan Lucci, that just never gets into the winner's circle. Never gets the name called. At this point, he probably wears it as a badge of honor. I mean, that he doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. He's, had, he's had a tremendous career. And I really believe when you look at all of this other stuff, he's a regular guy to a certain point, And he's a good guy. When you're out flying or your own helicopter trying to help other people that are getting lost, that's that's pretty strong right there. That's that's pretty He's strong. He's a decent human being. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's super unusual and weird, I guess, in the entertainment. One last wow. fact. One last fact. One of his other great movies was Air Force One in ninety seven. He was a not he was not supposed to be the lead in that. Kevin Costner had the lead, but he had to pass it up. But Kevin Costner said he would only let go of the script if they would give it to Ford and uh, Harrison Ford would be the lead. And that turned out to be a great movie for him. And it is his most requested when people are, every, when he's out and, and taking questions and whatever. The one thing they most often get him to say is his line in Air Force One. And I had a clip about it, but you've really got to watch two minutes of the clip to understand what it leads up to. But his line is get off my plane. And he's the president of course, and he's fighting with the terrorists or whatever. And it is pretty cool, but I don't understand. I think he said some other cool stuff besides that, but he says that's the one he always gets from air force one. Get so, off my plane. Yeah. Get off my Again, plane. You know, another 
another really solid, enjoyable performance. He is such a classic American actor. He is a classic yeah. Hollywood actor in so many ways. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, him and Calissa Flockhart's been married for what? A long time. They, yeah, they their marriage time. is pretty 20 solid. 20 years? 20 years, yeah. 20, 20 years, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, I learned a lot so. about Harrison Ford that yeah, I didn't see, know. There we go. I didn't Listen, realize that is... people are sitting on chairs he made. Who knew? We we try to make this not just entertaining but educational. But in that note, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Talking Lamar. And as always, we've had a great time. Hope you did too. If you did, don't keep it to yourself. I'm not trying to keep this a secret. You can tell anybody you want to about it. That's not a problem. See you next episode. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.